Good morning. I don't know if there's no script today for our welcome, but we're going to do it anyway. Stand up and greet those around you. Would you do that right now? Greet those safely around you right now. Welcome them. That's enough welcoming. Have a seat. Man, you people, you love welcoming folks, don't you? That's a great thing. Find your seat, and we just want to welcome you to our service today. If you are a guest, today's a special service for us as we uh, come to the end of a 36-month campaign called Focus. And uh, on the back of your bulletin, there's some information that uh, I jotted down for you this week that may help you. Uh, we, three years ago, set out on a little journey in our first step. There were some immediate needs on our campus. We needed some North Longview property for a new campus that we're going to be developing in the future. And so there were several things that we just needed to bundle up and get paid for. And uh, today we come at the end of that campaign, uh, just a few weeks from the end of it, and just take a time to celebrate. What is it about us that we have something internal in our clocks about celebrating when it comes to anniversary or birthday or certain other occasions, but when it comes to something that God has done in a very special way, we are the last ones to think about celebrating. And so today we wanted to set this date. We marked this on the calendar a year ago in the middle of a pandemic to say, hey, whatever happens over this next year of craziness, on that Sunday, the last Sunday in April, we are going to have a great day of celebrating whatever God does. And that day has come. And as we gather together as believers, constituted as the Oakland Heights Baptist Church in Longview, Texas, we do so today, I hope, out of a sense of joy and excitement for what God has done, but also what God is doing. And I hope when we leave this place, after talking about future days, we'll be celebrating what God will do. And so we're just glad to have you today. If you're a guest, you're going to hear some of the most incredible music today, and you have come on the, on the right day at the right celebration. You know, one of the reasons that Americans love Disneyland is because, man, of all the places, they understand, don't they, the power of celebration. In fact, if you've ever been to Disneyland, every single day they have a huge parade that marches right down Main Street and... You that have been there, you know what that parade is called. It's called Celebrating You. And Disney understands. They capture that. But what is it about evangelical life that so often we miss this great opportunity for us to celebrate? I mean, Disney understands, and they do a great job with rides and characters and shows and fireworks. But the real message behind all of the Disney festivities our celebration. And as we gather today, we should understand that celebrating is all about cultivating community. 
It's all about you and I joining together and allowing celebration to instill significance in our lives and create memories and it adds incredible fun and excitement to our life. And we come today celebrating because we are grateful. We're grateful for what God has done over these last three years in our lives, what he's done in the life of our church. And today we gather maybe just as much as anything in this point of celebration, celebrating the fact that we're just people coming today out of gratitude of what God has done. So let me just in a moment or so take you down memory lane because over three years, things that have been done become just an everyday, every week part of our lives. So just spend a few moments with me. And if you're a guest today, you'll get to take this journey for the very first time with our church. For three years ago, as we set out, there was some immediate need. And our celebration today is really anchored in two very important words. The first word that I want us to focus on is the word accomplishment. There's been certain things that have been accomplished and we come today to celebrate that. And so on campus, Let's just go back and think about all the things that have been done and paid for. Can I hear an amen to the paid for part? Done and paid for. First of all, back here in the back part of our building, we had three levels of restrooms that our floors were caving in. Now, what a blessing to go use the potty and could fall into the next floor underneath. That's without, by the way, for some of you don't get it, without an elevator or stairs, That's just a quick escape of falling through. Larry Van Meter and others jumped in there and they helped us. And we're so thankful that we have working potties. Can I hear a big amen to that today? Absolutely. Another point of focus for us was this back door down in the very basement of our building, which houses our children. They're pretty important commodities. You know, we needed a security door back there. Anyone could just walk in at any time. And so the church said, hey, that's a must on our list. And so, man, we got that installed, double security doors back there, which really prevents any intruder from coming on into our workers or our children. Now, I know some of you parents, there's some times that you hope an intruder comes and takes your children, but typically that's not the case, is it? And and so we want to keep your kids safe. And so we're thankful for that. And then right off to my right over here to your left, we installed a whole media room that could take care of our media needs, not only here in the sanctuary on this side of the street, but also to connect with our contemporary service all over at the center. And so that room was put in and all the equipment for it. And then there were some incredible center improvements. We know was launching our contemporary service. There were some, there were some tools that we needed and you responded in an incredible way. We were able to take care of renovating that foyer center, putting a coffee bar out there. And then as you move into what we call the center worship area or the gymnasium area, that massive screen that was installed. And then all of the incredible sound cameras and all of the equipment that was put in in that place. And so those were our first priorities. And we were able to get that done in about four and a half months and paid for. We were so very thankful. While all of that was going on, as we were giving sacrificially, we had charged four men out of our church that we had this real contemporary cutting edge name for them, the property committee. 
and they were out searching for some North Longview property. That took them about a year to locate that property. And let me just tell you, I was in most every one of those meetings. Those were four incredible guys that had a huge sacrifice of their time and effort. And it was, it was discouraging. As you know, North Longview has a property rush. Our city has bought up large tracks out there for economic development and property was scarce. And it seemed like every single piece of property, we, we needed one that bordered on a four lane road. We needed one that was 15 or 20 or 25 acres large. And I mean, just one qualifier after another. And it just didn't seem like they were available. Finally, God opened this incredible door right there on George Ritchie. We had no idea that Dollar General, The Gap, and other big industry was heading that way. We knew Longview was growing north, and your property committee recommended an incredible 28-acre track of property on George Ritchie for us. The price tag was higher than we thought. It was higher than we expected, but man, by the grace of God, God gave us that property. Many of you have had some kind of event out there, bonfire, Easter egg hunts, all kinds of things that we've been having on the property. I'm thankful for Bill Slack and a team of guys that were out there this week doing more cleanup work out there. And so many of you have made sacrifices to mow. We were able to put entryways in. That was $100,000 to get those two concrete entryways placed into that property. That way, whatever happens in TxDOT doesn't change our future. We have two secured entrances and exits on George Ritchie now that are in place. And the foresight of that property committee, again, to get those in place, a huge blessing. And so we're very, very thankful for that. So you can see why I come today and I'm excited because part of our celebration is about accomplishment. But let me share with you what the other part of our celebration is about. And you won't believe this word. The second half of our celebration today is about adversity adversity because you and I know that these last 18 months have not been easy on our church family in fact if you would have said three years ago hey in the middle of this campaign a campaign that well, was really contingent on obviously giving but people being here that the four and a half five months people were going to displaced because our steeple would blow off and our sanctuary would fill up with water. And we would be all crammed into the other side of the street over there for months. $1.2 million insurance claim. Balcony collapsed. As you know, a huge story across East Texas and really across our state. And then just as we get resettled, like so many other churches, who would have ever thought that one third of our campaign was gonna be through a total shutdown and a pandemic? And so today what we bring to you is really a celebration not of just what has been accomplished, exactly what we promised you would be done has been done. But we just had no idea it would be under such extreme adversity. No one can have predicted. And how would a church in great transformation, 
how would they hold up through these kind of penetrating, difficult days? And so in a few moments, one of our campaign chairmen, Brian Steele, is going to come and he's going to share with you the incredible celebrating number that we all rally around today. And it's so much more than a number, but it's this incredible act of God of what he's doing through faithful, persistent, God-fearing people that are on a mission to accomplish what God has led us to accomplish. And so today, celebrating that through great difficulty, we have come to recognize, haven't we, that the strength of the body is in each individual member and the strength of each member is in the body. And we come today out of the diversity celebrating these challenges. That's right. God led us through some difficult days and that spoke so much to who we are, our character. It allowed us to understand in the crucible of great difficulty and challenge, how we would respond. And so today as your pastor, much of the great celebration that surrounds us today is because of how you have handled and reacted to these incredible struggles and strains. You see, as the challenges escalate, as they escalate, the need for teamwork and unity, it elevates as well. And as you and I gather around this celebration today, thanking God that he brought us through, thanking God that he made us stronger. You now are proven in battle. You've been victorious and you've risen to the challenge. And so as we go and we conquer new areas and have new challenges in front of us, we go in now to those battles, battle-tested. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you able to come to this place and celebrate today? I mean, I almost want to be an Aggie today. Woohoo! You know what I'm saying? Almost. Let's take a moment today. And as we launch into this great celebration, let's start with where all the celebration begins at the foot of our Lord and Savior. Would you pray with me? Lord, we gather today around this theme of celebration. So exciting. Just as we pull up to the table with a big cake or candles or balloons, just as we walk down Disney's Main Street, celebrating the very nature of who we are. Father, we know that was only made possible by your strength, strength and your mercy and your greatness. You are our almighty God and you planted this seed of mission in our hearts. And Father, you hold the very destiny of this New Testament body in your hands. And so when the storms came, steeple and damage, all those things unfolded. When there seemed to be great discouragement in the air, you lit a new fire in this body internally, a new spark. And that spark grew into a great blaze of persistence. And then Father, just weeks after coming back into our sanctuary and resuming what we thought was going to be several great years of normal schedule, 
this pandemic that has afflicted our nation overcame us. But Father, giving continued to be strong. And just after a few weeks of reopening, your people began to come back. And Father, even those that did not feel safe continued to give generously, continued to pray. A church body continued to reach out to them to overcome that hurdle of distance and separation. So Father, as we come today, we are a testament to your mighty hand that has led us through, your strength that has sustained us. And today as we celebrate, we start at the very starting point of all blessings at the feet of our Lord and Savior. And Father, we celebrate today the greatest blessing of all, not a numerical amount, not a facility, not a track of land, but a Savior. We thank you today and celebrate what the Lord Jesus Christ did on that cross for every one of us. But Father, not just the act of the cross, not just the death, but that incredible appearance and ascension where our Savior overcame death itself. Father, which solidified again the future that we have long after our earthly bodies begin to pass away our eternal future with you, safe and secure. So Father, as we continue this time of service, we continue this time of celebration, we know that it's in your blood, in your sacrifice, that our real strength and fortitude resides. And we love you today, but we love you in days of difficulty. We love you in those days of sunshine and days of rain. We love you in those days when the wind blows and when the winds are calm. We just love you. And today we celebrate you as our God. So Father, would you take this seed of celebration and as we go throughout this hour, allow it to continue to flower and to grow. Allow a great smile to be not only on our faces, but a smile to reside in our hearts. And these things and many more do we pray in the precious name of our Savior. And all God's people said, amen. Good morning, church. Uh, first of all, Josh, Chris, musicians, uh, that, they've been doing a tremendous job each week. Let's give them another round. Great. Beautiful special, too. So. Uh, yeah, as Pastor mentioned, we're going to give you a little report on our focus campaign. We're getting close to the end here, the official end, but um, as he said, we've had a challenging couple of years, pandemics and storm damages, but I'm thankful, and I know you are too, how God is faithful, and us gathered in here today is just uh, evidence of that, of how faithful he is, and also thankful for how well, as Pastor mentioned, y'all been resilient and stuck together and continued to just sacrificially give to the campaign uh, and, and for the, the vision that God has laid out for our church together here. So, and uh, you saw some of those accomplishments, uh, the bathrooms, uh, let's see, the security doors, and then Pastor also mentioned the land, uh, getting that ready and prepared for the next step. So. I think the number's going to be on the screen, but I'd like to give you a quick total of what we've raised to date. Uh, it's a little over $2 million, $2.3 million. So thank you for your, 
your giving and your commitment and dedication to that, uh, that amount. And uh, as Pastor mentioned, the land there, we may have another picture of the land, but uh, that's for our next stages, for the North Campus that we've, we've come together to, to see the, our church move to. And that number, that $2.3 million number is a, is a tremendous amount, and it's, it's great, but we're not, not quite there yet. We've got about $363,206 left to pay that number off. So I just want to encourage you to keep on giving, keep on staying committed to that in the next few months. Let's get that number down to zero, and let's uh, see what the next steps the Lord has for us here going out there to the north property. So thank you so much for what you've done the past three years. Uh, you've adapted well for the, all the challenges and changes we had to do in schedules and giving and where we meet and when we can and when we can't. But uh, it's, been a, it's been a great encouragement to see the body of Christ come together for, for this vision that he's brought to us. So let's pray, and then I'll turn it back over. Father God, we thank you for today. We love you. We thank you for your faithfulness to us, and we just thank you for being able to gather here and worship and honor you, Father. We give you all the glory and honor for, the, for this, how far you've brought us and where you will take us, Father. Uh, we, just, we just rely on you and trust in your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, I dread these speaking parts. I just like the music. Amen. And you're saying, won't you sit down and hush up? Well, I will in just a moment. Aren't you thankful for this great day of celebration? Aren't you thankful that we're able to celebrate? And I just want to spend a couple moments to you, with you and just talk to you about the future. And one of the great privileges that so often I have the opportunity to see things unfold before anyone else in terms of vision and planning I'm just excited about what I see unfolding. Right now you have three teams, three committees in Baptist Life, if you will, that are at full-fledged work. You have a repurposing committee, a repurposing team that has been working for months on this transition from one property to another. And all the things that have to be thought through and prayed about and processed, and they are well advanced in, in their work. And then you have selected a building committee, a building team of individuals. They're on the road looking at different facilities, working with architects and contractors. And they are just right in the mix of very important moments in their work. And then you have an incredible budget and finance team that is at work behind the scenes, making sure that we have a solid plan for, for financial future and in future days. And so in the coming months, you'll be hearing those three teams start to come together to make certain recommendations about charting our course as we move forward. But when it comes to future, you and I have got to understand the best way to predict our future is to create it. The best way to predict our future is to create it. The writer of Proverbs made an incredible, incredible statement in Proverbs 19:21. He said, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And you and I know, don't we, that whenever we start to try to accomplish anything for the kingdom, we're not done with attacks. I mean, a pandemic may just be scratching the surface of what we may face. Steeple damage and church destruction may just be the tip of the iceberg. But whatever it is, 
We know that we worship today a God that's greater than all things, all people, and all entities ever brought against him. You know that in my personal life, one of the things that I value more than anything else is my daily devotional. It's one of the few times in the day that I don't have to worry about next presentations or radio spots or civic events or anything else. I'm able just to hone in on what God says to me and to my heart. Several weeks ago, as I opened up God's word very, very early in the morning, God took me in my devotional life to one of the great passages in all the Bible. You know, the children of Israel went through all kinds of waves. They made that incredible trek after 400 years of bondage across a desert and had to remain there because of this, their disobedience, finally coming into the promised land. But their challenges were not over. Rebellion and disobedience continued to be a challenge for them in days ahead. They wanted kings, and so kings they got. They wanted judges, and so judges they got. But in the history of Israel, when you come through that three-kingdom era where you had Saul and David and Solomon, when you round out to about 700 years before the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, they were still about 140 years out from total capitulation to the Babylonians when that first temple was going to be destroyed. And around 700 BC, a man began to really mock the Lord. He began to try to nullify what God's people were trying to do in terms of spiritual revival. I asked Josh about this individual, just like a guy with a music degree, he said he had never heard of Sennacherib. And that's just because Josh can't spell Sennacherib, okay? But here is Sennacherib that led, that, that led the Assyrians for about 42 years. Now, please don't send me emails that I belittle Josh. Josh, do you know how much I love you? Okay, would you tell them, please don't send the pastor any emails about that? Don't send them emails. I'll there you emails go, about. okay. In a way, you, you, I mean, he begins to ridicule God, making fun of God. The tribes had split, 10 tribes, the lost tribes, if you will, were over here wandering around. Judah, two tribes had come together. And there was a leader at that time over God's people by the name of Hezekiah. Hezekiah fell to his knees with this tremendous a Syrian army in front of him and said, God, it's one thing that we may collapse, but it's another when they try to humiliate our God. And so as he prayed that, a, a prophet came onto the scene by the name, maybe you've heard of him before, Isaiah. And Isaiah brought a word from God, directly God's own words, and he wanted that shared with those Sennacherib and all the Assyrians. I want you to listen to it. I'm just going to read these eight verses out of 2 Kings. God's words. Who is it that you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel? By your messengers... You have ridiculed the Lord, and you have said with many chariots, we have ascended to the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. We've cut down the tallest cedars, the choices of the junipers. We have reached the remotest parts or the, the finest of its forests. 
We've dug wells in foreign lands and drunk water there. And with the soles of our own feet, we've dried up the streams of Egypt. And God went on to say, have you not heard long ago I ordained it? In the days of old, I penned it. Now I have brought it to pass that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone. For their people drain the power. They are dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, scorched before it grows up. But I know where you are. And when you come and go and how you rage against me, and because you rage against me, and because of your insolence has reached my ears, I put my hook in your nose, in my bit in your mouth, and I will make you return to the very way of destruction that you came. And as I shared that passage in my heart with the Lord in the wee hours of the morning, I was once again rejuvenated and encouraged about our future. We all are reminded that we don't know who, what, holds, what, what holds the future for us or what the future even holds, but we know who what holds that future in his hands. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the days ahead. Thank you. Thank you that through days of transition, days of devastation to our facility, days of fear in a nation that really didn't know what we were facing, you have been faithful. And as people still began to come back, I don't know about you, I'm just so thankful that our God is faithful and he has led you to be faithful. Lord, we thank you for this tremendous time of celebration. The words, great things, abound in our heart. Great things that you have done. Great things that you have in store for us. Great days of the future. Now, as we continue, Lord, this time of celebration, we lift your name high. We worship the name of Jesus above all others. Holy is he. We love you and worship you. In these things we pray in Jesus' name, amen.